there, friends. Welcome back to another episode for All the Lonely Souls. My name is Erica, and today's episode is about how professionally the course of my life has changed quite a bit from what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life to what I believed I was destined to do to now. I went to the University of Houston in 2008 to 2012 to become a teacher. I did not really enjoy school much as a child. I did not really have many teachers who believed that I was capable of anything more than just average things. I did have a couple here and there. So Ms. Stevens, if you're listening, Ms. Marshall, if you're listening, know that you two are teachers that I truly will never forget. So thank you for everything you've always done for me. But I really wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to help support especially younger children by providing a really strong role model for what it means to be a leader and someone who believes in other people and just setting a really good example, something that I always needed as a child, especially within school. So I went to University of Houston. I went in so incredibly fast, in and out, took as many courses as I could um, and graduated within a four-year period so that I could just start teaching. So the first school that I taught at um, will go unnamed, but it was absolutely the worst school that I had ever taught at in terms of the regulations that were required of teachers, um, the illegal situations that were happening with um, money and with requiring falsifying grades, no physical activity allowed for children during the day. Recess was maybe twice a week for 10 minutes, um, and that was a requirement Um, of us even extending and a teacher trying to do anything otherwise to better the child's experience within the classroom, supporting the parents um, for their child just was unheard of there. It was not seen. And each time that I tried to go above and beyond, it was thrown in my face. So I definitely kept my head down, but I cried, no joke, every single day after school that first year. Um, It was definitely one of the very worst years of my life but at the same time the best because that was the year I met Jared but aside from teaching um, at that school I just there were so many things that were not okay Um, I didn't know if I wanted to teach again but Jared got a placement up in Akron Ohio we were in Houston at the time for my first year and I decided to leave at the end of the school year and try another type of school in another city So the second school that I taught at was a charter school um, in Cleveland. So um, I really wasn't sure of what I was even doing. Teaching my first year was so awful um, that I, I wasn't sure if I was even capable to teach. This was a totally different structure of a school compared to my first one and compared to any student teaching I'd done or even one that I'd been in. Um... So yeah, I ha- I was teaching with another teacher in the same classroom for both the years I taught there. It's called co-teaching. Um, one teacher primarily takes certain subjects while the other one takes the others. Um, and then within reading and math, you split kids in half depending on their academic levels. Um, so the teacher I taught with, she was really, really strong in teaching and she knew exactly how to communicate things effectively to parents. There's so much that I learned from her um, in terms of lessons of how to establish relationships with people for the long haul, but also to really support kids right where they're at. And I really enjoyed working there, but there were situations that were extremely dangerous from um, 
many hour lockdowns in the classroom to shootings across the street while we're at PE to a parent coming into a classroom and strangling a teacher, no joke, right across the hallway from me. And I had to go to court and testify for this teacher along with three other teachers that went because we all saw the incident. Um, we were all a part of it. And out of all the teachers in the world, it was one of the nicest teachers in the world that it could have happened to. Um, but definitely our lives were at risk consistently. And these children's lives were at risk consistently. And it caused a lot of emotional um, stress within myself that I don't think I really knew how to process at the time. So um, within that time period, I found out my mom was sick and I wanted to move back to Houston. So I ended my two years there, um, which would have brought me to year three, four, and um, almost five. <laughs> um, oh, I guess actually, you know what? This would have brought me to year, because I would have done one, two, and three. This would have brought me to year four and five of my teaching experience, which I did not complete year five. But I went back to Houston. I actually ended up teaching at my old elementary school. And I just never found the correct place to really feel like I was leaving a footprint and supporting kids as best I could. Now, I know that I did all that I could do within my classroom. And as the years got better, I became a better person for uh, relationship building for children but within that time frame, I just I wasn't as happy as I knew I could be. And I kind of had to let time tell. Things had to unravel as they did. Um, and then Jared hurt his back. <laughs> so he hurt his back. He found a chiropractor from YouTube and moved out to California. And I decided to go with him. I decided to go with him because I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. It was really obvious for him, and he definitely supported me by allowing me to take my time and finish out until December of my to-be-have-completed fifth year. But since that day of leaving, I felt like there's something more. And I've always wanted to help people in general. I feel like there's so much to contribute in life of supporting each other just by being yourself and sharing your struggles or your experiences and creating connections is what all of us are seeking so outside of the classroom, I feel like I have a bigger purpose to do this, but I did not always feel that way. So after I stopped teaching for a while, I spent some time trying to just give myself a break. I ended up going to the chiropractor because I had migraines since I was in second grade. Um, I touched on this on a previous episode, but I'll do a whole chiropractor um, podcast episode for those of you who are either in a lot of physical pain or have an illness that you just had forever or you're just kind of curious to know why on earth I would go, um, if it even helped me and where I'm at now. But I went to the chiropractor for a while um, while Jared was also going. Very different reasons. And um, I, I got engaged within that period. So I spent the you know next year and a half really planning a wedding, seeing if maybe I really like to plan events, if I like to help surprise people with things. How would I even know if I would like to do that unless I plan my own? So I took the test of seeing, do I like event planning? Do I like making things from scratch, like all my paper flowers that I made for my wedding? Um, the whole process of trying something different outside of a classroom, I'd never had any opportunity to do so. I seriously went straight from high school to college to teaching. So I was used to the school structure. That's all I'd ever known my entire life, and I never really tried anything else. 
So I tried that for about a year and a half of seeing, do I like this? Do I like this? Let's learn how to use social media effectively. Let's listen to a lot of inspiring people so I can kind of figure out, am I really on track to even doing something like this? Do I know myself well enough? And yeah, so it led me to my paper flowers. I found some stuff on Pinterest. I really wanted to create a beautiful, huge backdrop with that was completely handmade, looked so incredibly professional, and wasn't something that could then, after my wedding, turn into a business. These paper flowers took me, no joke, six months to complete all the paper flowers I needed for my wedding. I had easily over 100 flowers because all of them were hand, were hand cut. Every petal was hand traced, created, hand assembled. Everything was hand done. But with that takes time and energy. And with every single one you make, you become better. And just like anything else in life, the more energy and time you spend into the things that you love and the things that you do, you become better at it. So I did this for about a year and a half. I went after the wedding. Um, I went to um, flea markets and swap meets out in California. So if you're a California listener, um, the Orange County Marketplace in Costa Mesa is where it is at for uh, me to kind of go back and mentally remember. I had never set up my own tent. I'd never done anything where I woke up super early on a Sunday morning. No joke. I mean like 5 a.m. every single Sunday for a year to set up my booth, display all of my flowers on the front, the large, large life-size flowers. I'd pin them all to the front. There are about 10 of them. Then I had lanterns that were hanging from the side of my tent. I had a photo frame hanging from the back. I had at least 50 different individualized pieces that I would sell there, which most of them I found from Hobby Lobby, Michaels, stores like that, just to test to see if anybody would buy a sign that's already made with flowers on it. Because signs have been really popular. Um, If you're not too much into home decor or you haven't really been into a home decor store like Hobby Lobby or Michaels or Joann's or um, at home or anything like that, you might be surprised to find out that wooden signs with wording on them like happy holidays or I believe in you or home sweet home or whatever people are super into. It's something that feels personalized. It feels like a message has been written directly to you. And each time you look at it, you can connect to either the moment you bought it, an experience you had, or the reasoning as to why you bought it because you love someone in your home and you want them to feel loved. Whatever it might be, I felt like there was a genuine message that I could create something and share it with somebody else. And each time they look at it, they remember our genuine connection and relationship. I did this for a year and a half. And no joke, until I started this podcast, I had done it up to that time period. The final last day of me making anything Cali Poppies related was October 26, 2019, where Jared and I built that huge paper flower backdrop for our friend's wedding. The experience was so great because I'd never built anything as massive as that. And I wanted to see, even after doing this for a year and a half, maybe I'd really like doing backdrops for weddings maybe I could do this and rent walls or see if that's something that people would really enjoy to have what would the pricing look like what would the time and energy look like what would the structure be so I tested it and after us making that wall I looked at Jared and I told him I can never do this again 
and I knew he knew I was burnt out. I love making paper flowers. However, I feel like there's a bigger call on my life to give back in a way that I shouldn't have to piece it together. I don't think that I should have to sit here and create something by hand and hope that you buy it because it might connect with you and then you look at it every single time and you remember that I made this for you. Like that's not what I want my life to be. And I also realized that doing these one-on-one sales things was just not vibing with me. Sales isn't for everybody. It's not. Sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. You gotta justify your pricing. All these paper flowers take time. So it's my time that was mostly what people would be paying for. Some people always want it at a cheaper rate. And I'd always be doing things on sale, always trying to get my name out there. And after two years of getting my name out there, it became utterly exhausting. And I don't feel that life should feel like that. There are times where it might seem exhausting, but you have the option to change the course of your life at any moment. And if something doesn't feel right and you've justified your thinking, you believe that it's just not right for you, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. Just change the course of your life. So while I was doing Cali Poppies, um, I really got into blogging and I started blogging about the difficult stuff that I had personally been going through. I think I have about 23 or 24 blog posts up on CaliPoppies.com. That's Cali, C-A-L-I, Poppies, P-O-P-P-I-E-S.com. Um, I'm slowly going to transfer that over to a new website that's either Positively Erica or For All the Lonely Souls so that it connects a little bit more with what is actually um, going on now. But for the time being, um, if you're looking for certain article types that are related to things that I share about on here. Here, let me see. Let me pull it up while I'm here hanging with you. So some of these articles are called Changes Changes Inevitable. Who would have thought more than you think? Who do you want to be? My truest truth. Talks a little bit about my market days and when I used to go and the setup and the process and what the experience was like. I talk about my meetup group and not knowing who you're ever going to meet. I talk about the process of starting this meetup group, creating it, what it was like for me on my end and what it continues to be like. And I wrote that on August 15th. So there's some that are really recent. My most recent is October 29th. I have not posted one since then because I've been starting to write things for my book and then starting to write things for um, putting together for this podcast. But I think I'm going to go back in and keep adding to it. It's really beneficial for me. I've been doing it every, you know, 10 to 14 days and it seemed to be something that's really beneficial. So you can always check back there for more blog posts, but I always share my Instagram community and my stories when I release them. That's a safe place for you for the time being. If the website address changes, no stress. I will always update in these episodes that you have current information about how you can receive um, free support and love directly from me. So while I was doing this within Cali Poppies, I didn't realize that it was really pushing me into a hole to get over a lot of my emotional struggles I've been dealing with the majority of my life. I didn't realize that was happening. I didn't realize that when you sit down and write, whether it's with a pen on paper or on a computer, that you're pouring your soul out and it's trying to get you to focus on what's most important in your life that you need to cope with and deal with and handle so it can move you in the right direction to living a life that you're really proud of and you want to sustain um, 
for the long haul. I had been journaling outside of these blog posts. I have about nine journals I've accumulated over the past two years. They are full of either quotes from inspiring people that I found either on Instagram or the internet um, or books that I've read. It logs every single book that I've read, the notes that I've taken from it, and personal journal entries that I've had whenever a computer was not available to me to blog about. So now that I'm looking back on it, I think it's interesting that I've pulled everything that I've loved the most from the past two years that I've done that can give back 100% to myself and everyone else around that could create a bigger, brighter future for everyone involved. So I'm still journaling. I'm still reading. I'm trying to read at least two books a week. Um, last week was on the slower end, but I did meet that goal of reading two books. Um, some weeks it's three. It really just depends. I dedicate a lot of my time to doing it because I have the time and availability, which I'm so grateful for. And I'm also forced into my lifestyle because it matters to me. I love to read. It helps me become a better human being. And I believe doing the things that make you better should be what you allocate your time to. So reading is a big part, journaling is a big part, writing is a big part, and these episodes are a big part. Plus, my meetup. My meetup has completely changed everything. I started that meetup because I moved to Cleveland and I was not very happy. Our decision to move up here was very quick. We just moved into a new apartment in California. We lived there for three weeks. Jared came home from a trip out here in Cleveland and said, we need a move. So we had five days to box up again our entire apartment, move across the country again for the one, two, three, fourth time in seven years and start over. And I thought I can bring my Cali poppies with me. It doesn't matter. I can do it wherever I go. Cali poppies was made in California. It was established there. And that's kind of where I left my heart (laughs) with it like I've tried doing it here and I enjoy doing it here but it just doesn't feel like this is the place to be doing that and if it comes back or an order comes in or I decide I want to take the day off and just make art there's no shame in doing that but I know that helping support people in whatever area of their life they're in with feeling good about themselves and sharing experiences and just creating genuine connection is where the course of my life is going right now. So I give you this episode in hopes that if whatever you're going through is relevant to just making a decision that is going to allow you to be most happy no matter what anybody thinks, no matter if it seems like a failure, no matter if it is unknown and you're just going for it, you gotta do what your gut tells you. Nobody else's opinion matters. You have to go in the direction that you know is going to best support your life for the future. And everybody that crosses your path, that is the opportunity for you that's going to make you happiest. So I'm feeling good, feeling good about this episode. I reached out to my parents today. I haven't talked to them in a while, Um, but I reached out to them today and told them I love them. And I'm very grateful for the experiences I've had with them and the opportunity they've given me over the years. And I've spent the past couple of weeks just getting my shit together. And I think about that them often and I love them. So challenge of the day for you, whenever you're listening to this, reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while, either because you're super pissed at them or they might have done something to you that left your heart a little bit broken. Um, just avoid any toxic person, but somebody that just 
if you had more communication in your relationship, new opportunities could come from it. So reach out to somebody that could use a little extra love today um, and let them know how special they are and that they definitely have left an impact in your life and you're grateful for them. So I'm grateful for you as always. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to connect with you on a deeper level with the tough stuff that goes on in life and um, just to bring you more perspective. So whatever you're up to today, hope it's a great day. Take care and I'll see you guys later. Bye.